to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. And I'm Andy. You are Andy. Welcome back. And we have no James this week. Uh, James is still doing his top secret project. So, you know, that's really, really going well for him and awesome. Um, But we have got two wonderful guests this week who Andy did the reaching out to. So I'm going to hand over to Andy to do a little introduction. So make it a good one, Andy. (laughs) No pressure. pressure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thank you. No. So we've invited two people who I must say, I when their podcast drops, they're one of the few that I, I'll say for my little trots around the blocks. These two are very funny. And I tell you what, if uh, if we were into running ourselves in this podcast, all three of us, I think we would give them a run for the money into terms of the the grumpy mistakes. <laughs> so we've got here today, uh, we've got Amy and Stu from the Running is BS or Running is Bullshit podcast. So welcome. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> yes, welcome. <laughs> so we've had a little catch up outside of uh, podcast world, but you uh, a recording world, should I say? But uh, yeah, uh, so we've all been to work today. And we all hate our jobs, basically. So <laughs> <laughs> not really anyone at work that's listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So how are you both doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm just getting over COVID. So I, I, I spent two years or three years, whatever on since the beginning of the pandemic, not having COVID. And then I did get it. And um, because I think I was vaccinated like over 18 months ago, I just have no immunity. And it hit me like a, a ton of bricks and I felt Aww. awful. So, so that's me. So I'm having to like mute myself every time I cough. So it's just like in and out, in and out, muting myself. So, so but I'm okay. I'm on the mend. That's the main thing, isn't it? That's the main yeah. thing. I'm still pure, never had COVID, as far as I know. Um, so I'm absolutely fine. I'm just slightly angry that Amy's muting herself to cough when I usually have to edit out dozens of coughs uh, <laughs> in all the episodes that we've done. Coughs, chair creaking. You'll probably hear my like yeah. creaky chair, like creaking. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, we've had washing machines, dogs, all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just. The, the funny thing is, that's not. They're not. I don't have dogs. I just play a soundbite of barking in the background, just for Stuart, and the baby crying, and then a fire alarm going off. And, yeah. <laughs> Ways to mess with the editor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh yeah, something we like to do with Gemma, put her through the ringer. I'm, oh, I've yeah. also got a creaky chair as well, so you probably hear that a couple of times in in today's recording. Yeah, our last recording as well. Andy left his window open, so he was talking about cars and stuff like that which really doesn't interest me so I was a little bit bored and um, all I could hear in the background was this lovely little bird tweeting away and I was like oh I'll listen to that instead of what he's talking about <laughs> and you just reminded me because I've now just shut the window again ah okay that's all right I mean you just send the cats out won't you <laughs> but now I've also got a dog as well who makes regular appearances on the podcast so uh yeah it's there's nothing there's nothing um polished about this uh, you know this um 
record. Uh, sorry, podcast. Sorry, brain fog. Well, well demonstrated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking codswallop for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean, guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, codswallop, I mean, it's uh, you guys have a very similar attitude on your show and when it comes to running and you have a, a frequent segment you know running is, is bs you know what's what's been bs about this week so we like to open up the, the show and get these things off of our, our chest so yeah we, we call it you know codswallop so have you guys got any codswallop from your from the last seven days be that work home running all of the above <laughs> uh, well a slightly more general on the last seven days it's something that i'm glad we just avoided it happens a lot on podcasts and it, it's a it's a, just a small talk thing that pe- all people do anyway except me because i hate it when people see each other they go hi there you're right yeah good thanks you yeah good thanks and that's the whole conversation i hate it because it's stupid because they don't mean it it's just yeah good thanks yeah good thanks and people do it on podcasts all the time as well when they introduce their guest oh it introduced this guest how are you good thanks you yeah, good, thanks. And it's just such a pointless conversation. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't get you anywhere. No one has learned anything about the other. It's just a weird, polite thing that people do. And even on work calls, I will intentionally not ask back. People always, they come in, hi there, how are you? I'm always, my answer is always, good, thanks. And I just leave it there. And you can tell sometimes, sometimes people even say, yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Because they reply to themselves, even though I haven't asked the question, just because they expect me to ask the question, they answer it anyway. And so I'm glad we have we all avoided that very well. Well, um, I, I I'm also, coming in hot today. I also yeah. do think that I said, "Hi guys, how are you?" So I think actually I've got quite thick skin at this point. <laughs> just Stuart just doesn't do pleasantries and no, like no. And social interactions. No, it's not my thing. <laughs> no, it's all good. I think it's you would take like, my emails and shoot because every single one is always, "Hi, hope this finds you well." Oh, oh no. I do that. I hope oh. this email. But you know what? I started doing yeah. that during the pandemic. Like, I hope yes. this finds you well. I hope you're all okay and safe. And now I've just, I've just kept it. The email yeah. isn't going around knocking on doors looking for you. It knows where to go. It's, the email knows how to find you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it finds you well. The person needs yes. to be well when they receive the yeah. email. You know, it, oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. I always have to go back on my emails and check they're not too blunt because I'm always very to the point. And I'm thinking, oh, that's that's a bit I too can imagine. blunt. That, yeah, people are going to think that's rude. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm succinct, is what I like to think. But I just I do people, have to go back and check myself. Yeah, weird that. I wonder why. Or, or think you're Dutch. Yeah, it's a bit like you know if you were to start a um, email saying hi uh, such and such or dear such and such, um, I'm writing this email to tell you. <laughs> it's like uh, ofs. <laughs> Obviously, I'm writing this email because otherwise you wouldn't have it. Um, but no, I'm I'm pretty laid back when it comes to um, you know, with most of the customers that I because I'm an order processor so. For most of the customers that I actually deal with, um, they're actually quite friendly. So, you know, like we, we got a bit of banter going back and forth sort of thing. There are the ones that I do have to be more professional with. But, yeah, I do have a bit of a giggle with most of my with most of my customers, so, which is good. But uh, there we have it. <laughs> That's why I don't work with customers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, there is the question mark sometimes of this job would be good without them. But uh, I guess just emailing yourself like back and forth. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah. 
I'd have an amazing conversation. <laughs> it's the only way I can have an intelligent one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can't agree with the intelligent part from my aspect, but yeah. <laughs> so, Amy, have you got any cards to wallop? So, as usual, I always talk about this on the podcast, um, and Stuart always says, you've said this last week, but I'll say it again. Um, so, my usual cards wallop for the week is running with my dog, which I enjoy doing, but mm. I don't enjoy it when she's trying to be a dog and do dog things like sniff and just meander along. And I'm like, come on, let's keep going, let's keep going. Because yeah. she, she's a hound, so all she wants to do is sniff and see where other dogs have peed and then have a little pee herself. And you know, yeah. well, and then she has a poo and I have to pick it up and then I have to run with a bag of shit. And it's just like, it all becomes very complicated. So yeah, I, I, I love running with my dog, but at the same time, she's a pain in the ass, and I get really frustrated. I'm like, come on, come on. And then people are looking at me like I'm forcing my dog to run with me and she hates it and I'm like come on let's keep going and, and they're like oh that poor dog being forced to run and all this so uh so yeah that's that's usually my cods wallop for, for most weeks actually my dog loves running she gets yeah. really excited about it absolutely loves it and it tires her out but um yeah she can be a bit of a pain when she wants to be a normal dog and sniff things and stuff <laughs> <laughs> well yeah no that's fair enough actually i may as well say my cod swallop as well because my cod swallop was going to be um because i you know like obviously I, i've said earlier i take uh, sorry i'm really struggling with the long covid today which is why my brain keeps freezing so yeah we'll get there in a sec um but yeah i take my dog out for obviously for walks um i'm not a runner myself so um i don't know what i have any business being on this episode at all but you know there you go my mouth's running quite fast <laughs> but um yeah so when I take him out for walks and things and it's the you know it's sort of the thing where you've got to then carry the dog poo around with you you know and they always yeah. have a poo at the very beginning don't they yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've got to carry it to an, the nearest bin. And the thing is as well, my I've got a female dog. So I had an incident a few weeks ago where she squatted for a wee and some guy like whistled at me, shouted at me, and then was like, you're going to pick that up? Like that at me. Yeah. Like, she's a female dog. I know you're not that, you're obviously not that familiar with the female anatomy, but they squat to wee, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm always like very self-conscious about that now. When she squats to wee, I'm like, she's having a wee, she's having a wee. I'm not leaving poo anywhere. <laughs> no i mean yeah i hate it when people have the oh this yeah stick up her ass so, you know stuck yeah. it up his ass sort of thing, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no it is also annoying how there's you know there's sort of typical areas that you can sort of take a dog for a walk or whatever and uh there never seems to be many bins around so it's like you mm. do feel like forever you're carrying that bag of uh dog poo you know? and then you're carrying it for so long you're used to it so you walk straight past a bin or in my case like run straight past a bin and, I'm like, and then I realised I'm like why am I still carrying that this poo it's like become part of my person now that I must carry around so I'm like just going past the bins with it and eventually just take it home I'm like okay this is mine now I'll keep it you somehow managed to adjust your running stride to incorporate the, the balance oh god yeah 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 exactly and then that I totally forget about it then yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you Andy you've always got something to moan about actually yeah I, I'm starting to realise that Amy and I are very similar you know we, we make lots of noise to piss off our editors and, <laughs> yes and we have, yes I hadn't noticed <laughs> yeah and there seems to be and there, and there is a general theme to our cods our cods wallop <laughs> and this uh, I feel quite awkward now uh, this one so 
This one is dogs and me running again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not a dog owner. And uh, my previous uh, Codswallop were dog owners who don't retract their extendable leads. Oh, God, when dogs yes. Are, yeah. Um, yeah. But this week is, is dogs not on a lead and not being called back to heel. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was. I, I've got uh, some really nice woods. They're actually classed as uh, an area of outstanding natural beauty. So you do get a lot of uh, footfall. Yeah. But I was stomping through the, through the woods on, on, my, uh, on my run and I could hear this snuffling behind me. And I, and I look behind me and there's this, I assume it was a, a puppy or like a juvenile boxer um and it was quite foaming at the mouth because i think it was quite excited because it'd been Aww. running around loose on the and it kind of looked at me and, and ran away and i thought okay nothing of it and then and i kept running and then all of a sudden i could i could feel this presence on on the back of my uh on the back of my legs and i looked around and, yep no this this little boxer i say little it's, it was more like a pony uh was was <laughs> was trotting along behind me and all, all I could think of it's going for my hamstrings it's going for my hamstrings <laughs> so I ended up just stopping and then just calling out in the most English way possible could someone please call back this dog this boxer dog please call it back <laughs> and then I hear this whistle from it must have been like three acres away I hear this whistle and then off it off it trots and I'm just like for the love of God if you can't see your dog could you at least call it back to heel yeah that that's yeah. all I ask, you know, because I know dogs will go off and be dogs and want to go and explore and, and chase squirrels. But please, if you can't see it, call it back. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. You have to keep them in your um, eyesight line, you know, kind of thing. You know, there's a like I saw an advert the other day, which was like, where's it's called Where's My Dog or something like that. You know, it's like this little chip and phone app type thing and it's say oh don't worry bruce is over here you know kind of thing well actually you should know where bruce is Mm. (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, you only really need that when bruce actually bolts yeah i mean sucks bolts from time to uh, that's my dog's name but he bolts from time to time but you know he's still like i'll shout his name and he'll come running back you know Mm. i've lost uh i lost pippin once who's my dog she's a she's a beagle harrier so they're bred for hunting they're bred for hunting like rabbit and uh and mm. fox and she saw a deer i was actually out on a, on a run with a friend and she was off the lead um and normally i run with her on the lead but we we're doing quite a technical trail run so and it was very quiet so i let her off the lead with my friend's dog and a deer came out on the path and was right in front of us and pippin Ooh. saw it started running after it and then came back to me and i was about to clip her back on and i made the stupid mistake of going to her did you see a deer like that yeah she just looked at me and she went and she was gone for five hours we lost her for five hours and it was only because we were asking people like it, it wasn't a very populated area but the people we did come across we were saying you know this is my phone number if you see this dog can you please let me know and word got around and eventually about five hours later there'd been some sightings of her and we managed to get her going she was just about to go into a uh, like a b- abandoned reservoir that had been all closed off oh. um so luckily we got her back but yeah it was it was terrifying and you know when you're thinking like it's starting to get dark and you're thinking at what point do I have to stop looking and go home? Like, what? What do I do? So yeah, that was very scary. And ever since then, it was in some uh, in some woods. And ever since then, I've never let her off the lead when I've been running in, in places like that because it's just not worth the risk. But but yeah, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, Stuart, have you got any animals? Yeah, I've got a dog as well. Oh okay. 
So you want to join the dog chat at the moment? Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't agree with Andy that, you know, as as dog owners, I think most dog owners are good. There are just plenty that, mm. you know, when you know, me and Amy obviously take our dogs out on leads quite a lot because we run with them or if you mm. just go somewhere that's quite busy, we prefer to keep on leads. And the dogs that just run up to you with the owner not in sight, off lead, they've got no recall at all. And I'm like, how do you trust to let your dog off the lead? You get into a busy park, let your dog off the lead, you know it won't come back to you. And yeah. I, I just don't understand that mentality of I will let my dog off and let it go. And I know if I call it, it will ignore me. It's crazy. Mm. And the worst thing is the like the intact males that always come after Pippin. And like Pippin's been done. Pippin's been neutered. But it's always these male dogs that like sniffing around her and stuff. And, and like the, the owners just won't. And it's a certain sort of owner as well. They won't call their dog back. It's like if you're going to keep your dog intact, like keep it under control as well. Because it's bothering my dog now. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the dog will run up to you and they'll say, oh, it's friendly. Said, so, okay, that's great. But you don't know if my dog is. My dog, it might be on a lead because it's not friendly. So, you know, yeah. why, again, why take that risk? I know there's certain dogs around here that I know are really nervous and I kind of go the other way when I see them because I want to try and help the owner out a bit. But some people just let the dogs just sprint up barking and won't do anything about it. And it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. yeah and, and the things I've now got into the habit of, especially when I'm coming um, behind people. Well, you shouldn't be coming behind people. Yeah, phrasing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I say, it's words, you know, if they, you know, they... You know, they like they're expecting people to be jumping up behind them, but <laughs> so I'm stomping, I'm stomping behind them, and I'll actually call out and I'll, I'll look ahead and I'll go like, "Oh, passing on your left, passing on your right," and that's for me. That's a cue for them to pull their little pup in, in off the side, um, and the amount of people who just look at me and go, oh, "Okay," and then don't do anything about their dog, and conversely, when they're walking towards me. I, I shift over to the side they're not walking, expecting them to call their dog over, and they just let their dog just amble on the same trajectory me and expect me to move out of its fucking way. It's just, oh, yeah, that's my head in. So. But pe- responsible people like you are, are fantastic. It's the ones <laughs> we, who we, are we irresponsible. Are, we are, we are <laughs> Very weird. We're top-class dog owners. We do everything perfectly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Stu is the um, second-place national champion in the Canicross, aren't you? So yeah, you well, are an it, expert dog handler in my books. I wouldn't say like the national championships. I think a national championships. Tech, if we're going to get picky. I was picking you up, but you know. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll take it. And how, yeah, how many, out of how many men, Stuart? How, out of how many? <laughs> yeah. um, I think total maybe eight, 18 or so eventually over the year. But the races I did, there was never more than five, most often two or three. But you know, I can only beat what's put in front of me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Can't help with that scared. <laughs> and you're still the winner so that's absolutely done well that's second place i was actually second oh. to michael flatley <laughs> oh but not that one <laughs> did he do a river dance on the way <laughs> not as far as i could see because i beat him <laughs> when i raced him i beat him so oh that's matter. all right then <laughs> he was too busy twiddling and twirling <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't that one, by the way, but yeah, it's more fun to actually think it was. <laughs> so how did you both get into running? Um, well, I actually got into it around 2000, the 2012 Olympics, hashtag inspire a generation. But honestly, it was around that time. I think it was just a coincidence. Um, but I do remember the exact year because of that. And I think I, I, I can't remember really. It's a long time ago now. It's like, what, like... 11 years ago but I think I just I, I was just sat a lot I was um I just started university and 
other than going to university, I was just sat all the time. Um, so I wanted to be a bit more active and I did a couch to 5k, oh, yeah. which most people do. Um, but I lived in a little village and my house was sort of halfway up a big hill. So I ended, I, I used to do like two laps around the village was usually half an hour, like the, the amount of time you usually take to do um, like a couch to 5k each week, like the programme. And I remember finding it really, 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 really difficult because it was, my village was just all hills. Um, and then a year later, I moved to Cardiff, where it, which is absolutely flat. Um, and I realised why I found it so difficult starting to learn. I thought I was like really, just really, really unfit. But actually, it was just because I was constantly running up hills. And, that's, and running's not that hard if you do it when it's a bit flat. So, so yeah, that was it really. And it's just kind of, kind of stuck. Yeah, for me, I was probably doing a similar thing but I was working uh, and I was after university uh, kind of mid-20s or so and I started just putting on loads of weight and I just realized I needed to do something um, I didn't actually go to running straight away what I did was start playing football because I thought you know I'm a joy football I'm going to take the plunge and join a team um, I, I stuck at it for like three years and just to give you a clue of how bad I was I won the most improved player two years in a row <laughs> so that's the base level i started at it was so low that you know no one else could possibly have improved more than me so um and I, I i was crap but i was unfit and so very occasionally i'd start just like running to training just you know it was only like a mile and a half or so so i did that a little bit and then on the days i heard about park run so on the days that uh football was cancelled i would go and do park run instead um eventually gave up football because i was just that bad uh and i realized like if you fuck up running it's fine no one shouts at you and it's not your fault well it is yeah. your fault but it doesn't matter um so i enjoyed that aspect of it a lot more you know i did enjoy the football but i was terrible so it wasn't that enjoyable um so yeah just started running and kind of did the usual thing from there of just like progressing over the years sounds good sounds good and it's because yeah, like i said to you at the beginning it's like i've I've never done done any running apart. Oh, the only times actually I've ever run is well, probably to the toilet if I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other times, uh, you know, I seem to get a burst of energy when I'm drinking, so I tend to run quite a lot when I'm drinking, and I just seem really, really energetic. And um, I'm not quite sure how how that happens, but you know, um, yeah. So I, I get very energetic when I run. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't say you only ever run for a bus because that's the really tedious non-runner thing that non-runners <laughs> say I think they're yeah, hilarious I thought, I thought here she goes <laughs> no no I'm not I'm not that predictable guys <laughs> yeah, I mean because I mean if you're wondering why you're on the podcast because you know I I am a, a runner but I I was a late bloomer I I started when I was 35 um just I'd, I'd always promised myself that I wanted to do some running and I had some after some half-assed attempts I thought come on man just get on and, and do it mm -hmm. and I was getting on really well um I managed to get up to uh I think it was 6k I think I got up to and um my company has a, a marathon that they sponsor in, over in Germany so we get free places but things I mixed up my imperial and metric measurements so I thought uh, a half marathon was only 13 kilometers. So I was like, ah, I've done six. What's another seven? As I proudly told the office that I'd signed up, uh, you know, with six weeks to go. And, you know, like, oh, no, that's, that's, not, that's ambitious. Said, well, you know, it's only 13 kilometers. And I went, no, 21. I went, oh, shit. Yeah. And I did it. I did it. And, and that gave me the bug. Um, 
you know, and I've, I've kind of never looked back and I've had a really tedious few years of injuries, but I'm just, I'm getting, getting back into my baseline now. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been a real, for me, it's a real good mental health kick every other day to go out and just clear the cobwebs. I'm, I'm glad I took the plunge. Just gutted it took me until I was 35. You've all got to, you've all got to start something when you're ready to, really, isn't it? So, but I, it's um, it's funny. I was, I was thinking the the other day that you know part of the the reason why I've been a bit stop start is because I really overdid it when I for the first couple of years I took running and I was just wondering you know what would I if I went back in time what would I say to myself. Um, and for that, for me, it would be stop running like you're a Jack Russell chasing a tennis ball. You don't need to be quick, quick, quick all the time. You know, you don't need to every single week do more than you did the week before. Um, I, I think I went from 500 kilometers in year one up to uh, 1600 kilometers in year two. Uh, year three sorry so I just absolutely went hell for leather uh, and I wondered why I destroyed my leg muscles <laughs> <laughs> so you know with that in mind if you could go back to your first days of running what advice would you give yourself you know having had these years of experience I mean you both are, are very both accomplished runners um I think well we've done it for a long time if that counts yeah yeah and you know you're regularly out doing the the ultras and and fell running and canacross and Amy diligently trains every now and again for them (laughs) I've been I've been training quite a lot recently actually so I would (laughs) like to say would like to say but I, I you know in terms of like advice it's kind of similar to you in a way because I think when I started running like most people it was all about how fast you could go, which is kind of what people think running is, just going as fast as you can and getting quicker and quicker and quicker. So it was all about road races and doing them as fast as possible. Like, what's your half marathon time? What's your 10K time? What's your 5K time? And I enjoyed the running aspect for mental health and getting out, but I didn't like running fast. I don't like anything where I'm out of breath. I hate it. It reminds me of, like school P lessons and feeling absolutely horrific I don't like being all sweaty and then out of breath and tired and things like that you know to that degree yeah um so over the past sort of four or five years I've gotten into ultra running and trail running and it's so much nicer like I tell people like oh yeah I'm doing an ultra marathon it's 30 or 40 miles and they're like that's really impressive I'm like it's not I'm walking most of it and having a sandwich like it's not that you know what I mean like for me it's actually a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable because unless you're super, super elite, or and even then, not necessarily, you, you're walking up all the hills, you know, and I yeah. walk some of the flats, um, and it's just so much nice, and you get to go to really beautiful places and countryside and stuff like that, and it's so much more relaxed. When And now, even in my training, I don't feel like I have to, if I'm going out for a 15 mile run, I don't feel like I have to run all of it. It's okay to walk because the sort of training I'm doing is for events where I'm going to be walking a lot and that's fine. And it's just taken all that stress of, I've got to go out and I've got to run all these miles and I've got to be really out of breath, totally out of it. So I think if I could go back, I'd say you don't have to have a goal where your goal is you've got to run really fast and you've got to get these certain times or whatever like i i love ultra marathons because the goal is always just to finish and you might not finish because it's such a long day it's such a uh, so far 
that so much could happen that means you couldn't finish. So it's just an achievement to finish them, which is is really nice. So that's what I tell myself, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that, that no shame in walking is it's a new mantra that I'm starting to, to pick up. It's so much more enjoyable because I was getting to the stage where I was getting quick, but I was dreading my long runs every single weekend. I was like, oh God, I've got to go on a long run. And I was hating it. I'm like, well, why am I doing this? I'm not actually, I'm not winning prize money by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So why? <laughs> and well, what's the point, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I totally agree. And, and Stu, what about you? What? What would be your advice to yourself? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. I'm, I'm kind of looking back at it and I'm kind of happy with the way I started and the way I kind of progressed, really. I think it's, you know, I started doing different kind of events fairly. You know, I did the fairly standard 5K, 10K, half marathon, as a lot of people do. But then I started kind of going off doing trail races and different small races, which I really enjoy. And that's the thing I still kind of look for now. But I think perhaps for that thing for other people as well if you're really getting into it you know no matter when you start if you do it properly and you're you know with a bit of luck you know you could be riding into your 70s or 80s quite easily so it's you can take your time you don't need to run your fastest 5k next week and then the month after like you will get quicker for a few years if that's what you want to do if that's your aim you know you know i know amy is not that keen on it i do quite enjoy um running quick on occasion i know a lot of people kind of get that kind of um get a kick from that but like you will naturally get quicker over a few years and that's fine but after that it will start being harder but you can really take your time with it you don't need to do your first 5k right book in the 10k done that book in the half marathon do the marathon it, you know it doesn't i think people just see that as a as the progression it's the only way to do it but you know it really you can do it your own way get advice but do your own thing I think it's really important. Find out what you enjoy and go for that. Oh, and yeah. surely you need to have like a little rest in between, you know, to, you know, like recover your feet and stuff like that, isn't it? Or is it, you know, is it something that, you know, you just sort of harden up to kind of thing? It's, it's all about cross training. you got to get the cross training. No, <laughs> no, resting is definitely more important than cross training. Cross training is hard. Resting is easy. Well, for some people, actually, I think some people... Uh, you know, they go at it too hard. They start running. They start running five or six days a week. No time to recover, and then they get tired, and then they get injured. And like, well, yeah. you know, you can you can see it coming sometimes with fairly new runners because they just go at it too hard too soon. I'll yeah. tell you what. Definitely listen to your body. If you're yes, not feeling yeah. it, don't go. Because that was another thing I kept doing. It was like, ah, oh, really not feeling it. But the training plus training plan says you've got to do this target today you know so it's like yeah something you need to learn sometimes you do need to push yourself and sometimes you don't mm. and it's just mm. kind of experience and getting used to what that is if it's if it's a something that's painful that's stopping you probably best if it's just your head saying oh, i can't be bothered you know once you get out there you'll be fine almost certainly yeah. i think the the being able to walk helps as well like mentally knowing that it's okay to walk oh, yeah, yeah. some days i'll walk more than others and is that's fine i might have not have done have done the distance if i didn't walk and it's like that's okay i've done the distance i've done the time on feet that i wanted for my training that's fine i might have not felt like running so much especially as it gets warmer because i hate the heat um but yeah, knowing that it's okay to just have a walk is good too. Oh, I love that phrase, time on feet. I've been using that myself. It's like, no, this is time on feet. This is time on feet. All time on feet. <laughs> like when I'm walking yeah. to work, I'm like, time on feet. Walking over to Morrison's, time on feet. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
No, honestly, it does sound good because, like, I've done my sort of fair share of like walking and things like that. I'm building up slowly now, um, you know, to sort of getting back out there and walking further distances and stuff like that because, like, I, I don't want to keep harping on the fact that I've got long COVID, but you know, you really have to kind of take it easy and actually go into things very, you know gradually kind of thing but yeah i've um i've really been enjoying especially you know, now the weather's slightly improving it's um you know it's nice to sort of get out and uh actually do some walking and things and I, i'm quite a fast walker anyway so i'm probably you know like a power walker kind of almost rather than uh just uh you know i don't know <laughs> going slowly <laughs> that does remind me of my other codswallop and that is the fair weather hikers who just oh insist on being four abreast on on a path <laughs> yeah shall i get annoyed I, by shall that shall i leave shall i leave <laughs> i mean Actually, amy do you want to have a go at privacy. me as well <laughs> <laughs> no i will say it's the people that are like it's the people that come out on the weekend when it's sunny and they're not aware of their surroundings and just mm. meandering along and I'm yeah. like, where were you at 6am when it was raining on a Thursday morning? You have no right to be meandering along here. Be aware of your surroundings and show some respect. I don't say that to them. I just think that angrily as I go past. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying is my eyes are boring into the back of their head. Yeah, yeah. Well, I live in a seaside town, so it's like filled up with uh, tourists all the time. So, you know, it's like obviously during the summertime especially, and uh, you get people on the, like, we've got a lifting town bridge and uh, people always want to take photos there and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, for God's sake, everybody get out of my way. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I do understand. I do understand. But I tend to go walking on my own because I'd, uh, well, sometimes I have company, but for the most part, I go on my own. I'm happier with my own company than having to talk to someone. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't, I I can't run with people. I run with my friend Matt, but that's because we're quite happy just to run uh, with our musical podcasts on. But mm. hats off to those who can go out, run and talk. I, I can't. I won't I, anyway, yeah. but yeah, hats off to them. This is the thing. Like, I'm usually somebody who just run, well, I run with my dog, who obviously isn't. I, I talk to her. She doesn't talk much back to me, but I, I usually listen to podcasts. But if I do run with someone else... I will just talk at them for however long we're running. I'm just one of those people. I will be like a podcast to them, you know, it'll yeah, be like a yeah. live podcast for them. <laughs> I just can't, every little thought that comes in my head, I'm just like expressing it. And it, it. It's sort of the people who like that continue to run with me. And the people who don't like that will just ghost me and never run with me again. So. <laughs> the, the are, I can't do it at any speed and not get a stitch. <laughs> I might as well practice. The only time, the only speed I can do it is a, is a fast walk, and even then, that's starting verging on stitch. But anything more than that, if I try and talk, it's just an instant stitch. So I just feel really bad. Well, that's what they say. Your running should be at conversational pace, and I take that quite yeah. literally. Make sure I'm always having a conversation. I would never meet the minimum cutoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be talking full stop and I'm a right gas bag but yeah <laughs> um, so let's get into the podcast side of things how did the podcast all start for you and did you know each other beforehand or is that something that you kind of started well if we're going into podcast I mean, Amy can take a back seat here because I don't think she's quite aware of what's going on even now 
I was thinking that. I was thinking, right, this is Stuart's one. I'm just going to look through Twitter while he answers this one. Yeah. <laughs> go on, you go get a drink. Uh, basically, I, I've kind of always had like a little project on the go. So I've always had, I, you know, I had like a YouTube channel for a little while. I had a, a blog about beards for a while uh, in sport, which is uh, in a, entertaining for a while. And then I thought to myself, right, podcasts. Everyone's doing podcasts now. That's what I'd quite like to do. Mm. I think my original thought was to do one for my running club because um, I'm quite, you know, I, I do, I've done a lot for my club over the years. You know, I'm quite involved with everything they do. So I thought oh, that'd be fun. Something monthly or so, you know, talking about what we've done in there. And one of the phrases that we used a lot in the club was running is bullshit. It's kind yeah. of the unofficial <laughs> club motto, which we couldn't really put on the logo. Yeah. And so I thought that'd be funny. But then I thought, wait, that's, there's more potential there with that title because all the po- running podcasts are about how great it is and how wonderful it makes you feel and yes. all your runners high and how oh, the endorphins are wonderful and it's great for my mental health. And But there's nothing there about how shit it is because yes. a lot of running is complaining because there are so many stupid bad things about running. So I thought there's an opportunity to, to be really negative about running and just bitch about all the things that I don't like. And so I, th- I knew that if I did a podcast, I need to do it with someone because I know I work better with someone else. It probably probably has to be a woman as well for kind of better balance. Generally, I work better with women, I think, anyway, because mm. I think I've always generally worked with women as well. Um, and so I was literally just like thinking, right, who do I know that would be good? And so it, eventually someone suggested Amy. I was like, yes, Amy, because, you know, we run together in the club uh, back when Amy used to run with other people when she was social. <laughs> Um, and I just, it was just like, yeah. And I literally sent Amy a message that just said, congratulations, you have been selected. And that's as much say as she had in it really. Um, cause she had been chosen for it and she didn't really have any choice after that. I was born into it. Yeah. I was like selected, like, I don't know, the Buddha or whatever is the Pope is selected. It was just, yeah, that's, it's my time. And you just come. kind of, and you went along with it. And we've well, done yeah, it now for yeah. <laughs> four and a half years. We you've gone along with it. Well, oh. th- that's literally Stuart. Stuart will just message me like, "Oh yeah, we're recording at this time." I'm like, yep. And then five minutes before I look at the show notes, yeah. I turn up, I do, I say something with very little prep, and then that's it. I wash my hands of it until the next next episode. And so. she's the one people like. <laughs> <laughs> she's I'm the one, one who gets all the comments. <laughs> when I used to do park run, because again, whoever I'd been running with, I'd be talking their ear off and people used to go, oh, do you do running as BS? I recognise, I recognise your voice. <laughs> I, I was the, yeah, I'm, I'm the celebrity and Stuart's just, Stuart's just the editor, really. <laughs> just does all the fucking work, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Stuart. I, I totally can feel your pain. I really, yeah. really can. Especially as I'll, I'll share a little story with you as well this involves it kind of involves andy but not really um because obviously when you when you've got podcasts you know you get the opportunities to go to comic cons you know as a guest pass sometimes and uh i got the opportunity to go to cardiff comic con a uh, comic con even and um so we our listeners are called salty tadpoles Make of it as you will. <laughs> it's supposed yeah, I, to be rude. <laughs> I've seen that. I I, I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> we love it. Me and Andy came up with that. We think it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, then you'll love our salty tadpole interaction or STIs. <laughs> so there's, um, I had a friend of mine who's also a salty tadpole who um, he was actually based, well, he's still based in Cardiff. So I reached out to him and I said, you know, I've got the spare pass do you want to come with me and, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, reach out to people and speak to people and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he joined me. We were just chatting away and he goes, oh, do you know, I really love your podcast. Do you know, the I really love Andy. And I'm like, so I've 
gone out of my way to get you this pass. I'm spending time with you. Mm -hmm. I sent you a free t-shirt and you prefer Andy over me. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, okay. And all Andy does is turn up, bitch, and moan because he's had a really shitty week at work. And that's the one you love who does fuck all. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so I I get it. I get it. I do. (laughs) I mean, guys, I mean, you, you literally are the running version of of us it's a, it's a complete sort of mirror we're <laughs> mirror opposites thank you <laughs> i mean that's a compliment it's not a backhanded okay, right, compliment sorry, just you know you get the better deal on this one believe me you know because <laughs> <laughs> you're only wrangling uh, amy because Gemma has to wrangle me and james and you know James is is, is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James is our Yorkshireman. Yeah. He's uh yeah. <laughs> no, I love James, I do, I really do. But it is taking you know, we've been going for about five years now, maybe a little bit longer, but it took probably about three years for him to work out that he really needed to put his microphone in his ma- you know, towards his mouth to speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, we bought Amy a nice fancy microphone that she rigged up and then for about two months she spoke into the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was spending ages editing it thinking, why is she so quiet? This new microphone's not very really good. <laughs> Until someone pointed out on the well, one of the videos we posted, they're like, is it the right way around? And I was like, oh, for God's sake. No. <laughs> oh no but that is funny <laughs> pre-standard yeah from my end i'm just like yeah that's fine yeah it's back it doesn't matter it's backwards too you can just edit it it's fine we'll fix it in post yeah, yeah. Exactly. 108 episodes and i don't think you've actually listened to any of them have you no I, i'm the johnny depp of the podcast world i don't watch back my own my own stuff oh, can no, you say that anymore is, it, is that a good thing to say anymore <laughs> probably not i well allegedly we don't know we don't know whether that's a good thing to say anymore <laughs> i suppose it's better than the i don't know jimmy savile of that's not a claim we make anymore <laughs> no <laughs> no one can fix it anymore <laughs> Like I said, I mean, I've I did go back. I found you quite uh, late on in your um, in your catalogue. So I was one of your uh, people that you don't like who goes back to to day one, uh, and then (laughs) progressively over the weeks because it is like for me, I run four times a week. So there was a time where you were in full runs. So I got the the quick evolution of, of the podcast. No, it's not that we don't like that. It's just that we worry that if anyone listens to that many that quickly, they, they're going to cause themselves damage. <laughs> it's a lot of negativity in one go. Honestly, for me, it, I, it's just more more that I could use on, on, on this show. So you were more sort of like feeding, feeding oh, the okay. eel. Content, yeah. Right. yeah so actually Gemma owes you uh, thank you, you know. <laughs> I would never have had this grumpy arse at all if it wasn't for you yeah. and I wouldn't have a super fan who goes to Comic Con with her so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know you've had a lot of good guests um, and you've also you know between you um, discussed a, a lot of things on, on the podcast um, that were surprising to, to me that you know just as a, a pure, you know, get out and run. I don't, I don't do clubs and events that I was just ignorant of. Um, so, during your time, what's been the most surprising thing that you've come across that's really kind of like gone, oh, okay, 
Well, for me, it can be summed up with three words, and that's pin skin man. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. that? <laughs> oh, God. So, the man, the legend, the myth. The m- <laughs> so basically, it's this... this uh, I may not be recounting this properly. I'm like, I, I'm trying to remember like where the whole thing came from, but I'm pretty sure it emerged from these pictures of this guy who was running races with no t-shirt, no top on, and so was pinning his race number to his bare chest, <gasps> to his skin. Yeah, oh this was God. one of our guests who had seen him at a race and yeah, told us about yeah. it, and we were just like, whoa, tell that us about it. this guy, because we don't care about what you've done anymore. Now we want to know about this. <laughs> yeah. We found photos of him at other races, and other, a couple other people said, oh, yeah, we've... Well, I've seen him as well because I think he he did a couple of races where he got to the first checkpoint incredibly fast at an ultra and then dropped out. And so we were like, what is this guy's deal? And eventually <laughs> we tracked him down. Like, I, I think I found him via yeah, eventually his work website because I found his name from results. I found where he works. I then found his real name on his Strava. And I left a comment on there just saying, please email us because we want to talk to you. And eventually we got him on. <laughs> He was, he was quite a funny guy. He started an Instagram, didn't he? Like, called Pin yeah. Skin Man. Yeah, because yeah, he'd, he'd heard that we had talked about it. And so he kind of knew he was... He had this random little cult following in the UK. Because he was in uh, New York. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but no, that's crazy. I mean, oh, that yeah, sounds very, really painful, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like an infection waiting to happen as well doesn't it yeah <laughs> he was just so low-key about it he was just like well i just needed to pin it somewhere so i just did that and it just seemed like a yeah. normal thing to him yeah if, if anyone listening wants to see him if you just look on instagram at pin skin man you will see pin yeah, skin man in action <laughs> i think i think i might do it now <laughs> no <laughs> i'll wait <laughs> but no i definitely will be checking that out when uh, when we finish so uh yeah let's wrap this up quick no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my favourite. That's my all-time favourite. I still can't get over it. Pin skin, man. Just, yeah, it just amazes me. The idea of pinning a race number to your bare chest. It, it just it just cracks me up. I, just, I love it yeah, so much. Safety pin each corner. Just through the skin. <laughs> oh. Straight through the skin. Straight through the skin. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something jackass would do, doesn't it? And the oh, funny yeah. thing is, like, you don't, you don't have to put the race number on your top half. Like most people just, if they're, if they're running shirtless for whatever reason or whatever, you can just pin it to your shorts. Just pin, mm. it, you can just pin it onto the material of your shorts. You don't have to have it on your chest. So it's a it's a conscious decision he's making to do this, which is just absolutely bizarre. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I never thought I was getting that story, so I'm glad that that was one of the questions. <laughs> I don't know whether to be really happy or really actually quite horrified. <laughs> both. That, that's the, yeah, that's the beauty both. of Pin Skin Man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> about you, Stu? Uh, I, well, I can't really top that. But I do like, as kind of as you mentioned there, we talk about different topics. I kind of, I, I think it was fairly early on as well. We did kind of pivot from talking about stupid things like the very first episode is called nipples is bullshit or nipples are bullshit just because i rubbed my nipples raw on a run which i i still do four years later and we talked about stupid things like chafing and injuries and blisters but quite quickly we then started talking about actual bullshit like real things that are in running that are important that we didn't know much about so there's lots of racism lots of misogyny and homophobia and transphobia there's so much that goes on in running 
Um, and we started talking about that quite a lot because it's just both, it's something that we both kind of feel quite passionately about. Mm. And we started talking about that a lot. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of been a bit of a definition to the the way we've talked about and approached uh, talking about running over the last four years. I think we did that fairly early on. We never really planned to do it. There was never any discussion. We just kept finding news stories and it's just something we were both interested in. And I'll tell you, they're, they're the ones that really sort of got me. It was like, mm. really? You know, in, in 2022, 2023, yeah. this is still a thing, you know? No. The one that always amazes me is the uh, men's and women's cross-country stuff for some of the yeah. cross-country races. The, the distances are shorter for women. I'm like, come on, our wombs aren't going to fall out after a certain yeah. distance. Like, it's okay. Like, what is that, that that level of inequality for no reason just astounds yeah. me yeah it, it, yeah yeah and, and that sort of stumps me when i'm out running and i'm just like <laughs> what you know i'm almost writing a letter to the editor yeah. you know foaming <laughs> at the mouth you know that, that you know and it just yeah and they i find them i found them really insightful um have i done anything about it no because uh, I'm, I'm a lazy git but it's one thing I do talk about a lot with, when I do talk to other runners is just that disparity and and things like the deferral mm. for in you know when you're pregnant and not being able to defer from from a race because that was your problem. Yeah, it's and, considered yeah. the same as an injury. Yeah, yeah, which in, is in ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I just think in general in life. Um, I mean, yeah, I was gonna I, I was gonna sort of bring it up a bit. You know, well. I was going to bring it up off mic, but I'm actually going to bring it up now. It's like when I sent you both an email earlier to say, you know, like, hi guys and gal, you know, kind of thing. And, and those in between, I didn't mean it in a, in a horrible way. I, I meant it in a, I never know what to say kind of thing, you know, with those kind of things, you know, but it's just, I've like, I just don't understand why there is those, I don't know why we've got to be in this world where everything is kind of being separated and stuff like that now. Um, if I, I hope I'm making sense or if I'm just wittering on. So, but you know, it's, I'm trying to say, basically, I agree with you all and uh, that everyone should be treated equally is what I'm trying to say there. So, yeah. yeah the, 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 you had the, the non-binary um, runner who was coming on really sort of passionate about the, opening up the classes that it's not just mm -hmm. a men's class and a women's class and do you know that never occurred to me absolutely never occurred to me and it was just like mm. it, it challenging me in my own ignorance if mm. you will yeah I, th I think that's why it's important to hear from people from marginalized groups because often the people who are in not in those marginalized groups who are say race directors or whatever won't be thinking not because they're they're nasty or anything like that, but they just won't, it, things won't occur to them. So I yeah. think it's always useful to hear from people who have been directly affected and just say like, how can we make this race or our run club or whatever more inclusive and then listen to what they have to say. And I think it's, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I worked in kind of equalities, a couple of equalities charities for quite a few years. Um, and, you know, being straight, white, uh, male, middle-aged ish, like all this stuff doesn't happen to me. And so mm. I wasn't aware of it. And I think most men in the same situation just simply aren't aware of the amount of things that happen to other people. And, you know, even kind of just experiences that women have running. Plus, if you start layering on race and disability and sexuality and all of that as well, so much shit happens and so much people get away with 
and we are just simply not aware of it because it doesn't happen to us directly. So I think it's really useful to talk about it and highlight it. And yeah. just at the very least, just let people know it's happening. It's funny, the, the other week when, you know, when I think, Amy, you were sort of happy that for the first time at an aid station, you could get the feminine hygiene products as a yeah. matter of course. And I was like, what? You didn't have that already? Oh, yeah, okay. but even as a woman, like, you just assume you've got to... I, I think you get so used to thinking, yeah, I've got to make sure I take all my own stuff and stuff like that. But from a, a race director's point of view of an ultra, if you're providing things like your nutrition and if you're providing an aid station which has nutrition and water and things like that, you know, because some some ultras, they'll, they'll provide you with some aid, but you, you have to carry the calories yourself, whatever. But if you're saying, no, we have these aid stations that provide you with well, these, these things you need, even to the point where they're providing sort of places to charge your phone and stuff like that, then yeah, why shouldn't you be able to get your sanitary products from there as well? It just, it just makes sense. But even as a woman, you, you sometimes you don't even think about that until a race suddenly offers it to you. And you're like, oh yeah, that's actually really useful, but also makes sense at an ultra marathon where there's an aid station offering various aid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because that is the kind of thing that you really don't think about at all, is it? Like, yeah. like you said, it's well. I mean, obviously, if it's if it's your time lease, you know, you are thinking about it um, yourself. But yeah, it's it's nice that somebody else is actually considerate enough to actually think about it for you as well. So, and also like having it out so you can just grab it like you would grab anything else is is hugely useful because it's not that you need to be embarrassed about those things, obviously, but. It's like a whole thing then if you need to ask and stuff and then somebody needs to find something for you, it becomes this big deal. It's like, yeah, if it's just on the table so you can just grab what you need, like everything else, because it shouldn't be a big deal, you know? No. Yeah. And, and the other thing as well, and, and it's one of the, the reasons, other reasons why I listen to you is that, you know, the reason I like podcasts because it, nice, it, it keeps, keeps you running slowly. So listen to uh, music, so heavy metal, and of course you end up running to, to the beat and, you know, thrash metal isn't good mm. for a slow pace run. Uh, so, no. so you know podcasts but you know i don't want to listen to challenging stuff because i don't want my heart rate to get up so a nice yeah. comedy podcast like yourselves is great so when you start reading out some of the stuff from like runner's world or from the internet just the the marketing bullshit that the companies like brooks get away with for for new trainers was, was there like a serial one that they they introduced or something yeah they had um trainers and the design was based on popular cereals so basically it was just it was just they were just multicolored shoes and some of them had kind of loops on and some of them were kind of stripy and they were apparently based on cereal and that, like that was it that was the whole there was nothing about how you know how much the shoe weighed or how thick it was or how it you know you know tied to your foot or anything like that it was just about oh look it's great colors limited edition and that was that's but they sell yeah and they had a saint patrick's day one as well didn't they yeah that's the other one i was just thinking of as well there yeah they've got these these like bizarrely stereotypical green trainers with four leaf clovers on and like little rainbows and just like because that's just an american idea in the 1950s of what ireland is yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i hate a new sort of thing yeah <laughs> potato <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I was shocked. They didn't say to be sure, to be sure on the marketing material anyway. I bet they considered yeah. it. I bet yeah. they did. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. Yeah, they think that Irish people are a leprechaun. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then you like you pull out the gems of like that. Uh, was it the, the one in China where the, where the guy smoked sixty cigarettes on on a marathon or something? Oh, the, the Chinese running community is nuts. Like there's so much. China's like, weird. It's just yeah. There's, there's so much cheating happening, and it's just absolutely crazy yeah <laughs> yeah like before lockdown there was we were getting quite regular stories i think like 2019 because i think like running just like exploded in china everyone started doing it mm. but like there wasn't quite the culture and the etiquette and the experience and so people were just cheating on turning up and wearing really strange things this guy it was fairly recently smoked 25 cigarettes during a marathon and has done it for a while and china have now had to ban smoking in marathons because it makes them look bad because it made the international press and China doesn't like to look bad, so they've had to, they've basically told the running authorities you have to ban smoking in events, which is what a thing to have to ban in a marathon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not because it's bad for your health, because it makes the country look bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although to so. be fair, if I was doing a marathon, I'd definitely you know be smoking away. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend Matt, you know he will have a cigarette just before he goes out running. And when he comes back, he's got Whoa. lungs of iron. You know, nothing phases him. At the moment. At the moment, yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it, it beggars belief. But, you know, one of the, the things you were talking about recently was uh, race events. And uh, you got me thinking, you know, what... Because you were talking not just about the... Uh, you know, the website and, you know, I, Stuart, I'm with you. You need to be able to sort and filter the results as you need. Stats are the most important thing about races, as we yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the only useful thing about Strava. Um, it's just a collection point uh, for data points, you know. <laughs> you just ignore the gamification. Um, but for me, if I was to have my perfect race, it would just be rock up and run. The start line is open from this time to this time. Your time will be on your chip. You know, it's not going to be gun time. It'll be chip time. When you're ready, just come and go. Because I don't want to do the events anymore because I don't want to get there two hours before I'm due to set off so I can stand in the cold in a pen with people I don't really know or want to know and make small talk. <laughs> you know, I just want to go, right, what time? Excellent. Off I go. You know, get it done. Go home. Have my burger and chips. Be happy. <laughs> you know, but then when you were talking about like the you know the the enforced cost of the medals and the uh, and the tops, it's like yeah, no, that that would definitely have to be made to order. So you you know you'll you'll get ex exactly as many as people actually want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, what would be the running is BS perfect race event or the one that you would set up? I think we've kind of talked about this before. I think we would like to do a race uh, you know if we say we call it 5k where it'd be 5k for the women it would be 4k for the men so we'd, we'd switch that immediately nice. uh, if you're an affiliated runner it would actually cost you more rather than less as well basically we just want to switch things up um so the men would run uh, less the affiliated runners would pay more i think they would also be because some races have minimum cutoffs where you have to be able to run a certain speed i think this would have the the opposite a maximum cutoff so if it was 5k you wouldn't be allowed to run faster than 20 minutes i think that would be nice <laughs> i think that would be a disqualification if you ran too fast <laughs> and i think the the route should go all through farmland and every field would have dangerous livestock in it like just causing issues, like horses chasing you, cows like stampeding towards you, you know? Yeah, maybe a few different options as well. Like, which way is it? Well, it doesn't matter. 
It's, you can go that way if you want to. You can go this way. Just you can throw in a few options as well. A few obstacles as well. They're fun. Bit of bit yeah. of water and a bit of mud. Yeah. Stinging nettle patch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday walkers with their two-metre extendable leads. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, not a, it's not a proper trail run until there's blood. So if anyone got back unscathed, that could be a disqualification as well. Yeah, <laughs> do it again. <laughs> You'd have to leave a cheese grater at the last aid station for them so they could just rough their knee up. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well... <laughs> Where can I sign up? <laughs> it, it, well, actually, it would either be that or something I've considered putting out before as a joke to see if it would work, but basically putting out a virtual race where we would say you can do any distance, you can run any time, you can run anywhere, do anything you like. You don't receive any, um, there's no nothing free from it for the environment, but you still have to pay us £20. <laughs> that would be ideal because that's kind of what virtual races are. They can yeah. do do whatever the hell you want, but pay us. And I, that's the, the, I do, do not understand those. No. Uh, but yeah, we could say you don't get anything from it because of the environment. <laughs> we'll plant a tree for you, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then just take an acorn from a tree and just throw it in a field. And there you yeah. go, plant it. Like. Just shake a tree. There you go. Yeah. Some seeds off that. <laughs> yeah, the, the BS virtual race would, uh, yeah, it would involve us doing nothing at all, but people still paying us. And then they can just say they've done it if they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> you recently paid one of the listeners to to do to do a race, or rather, you paid their their entry. Yeah, well, you know, we we do take in some money via uh, our Patreon, and we've got affiliate links for tea because uh, that's kind of a big deal we are now. And so we thought, yeah, it'd be just be a nice thing. Perhaps we should do it again soon, actually. Uh, but just mm. a couple of people, uh, we got them to write to us to say, "Here's a race I really don't want to do. Can you pay for it for me?" And so we just thought that'd be fun. So we just paid for a few people uh, just to get a report back and uh, just give a, a, an opportunity. We said, you know, if it's a race that's perhaps a bit long or a bit too difficult and you're not sure about it, you don't really want to stump up the money for it, that, well, we'll take that for you if you just tell us all about how bad it was. Yeah, create some content for us. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. mainly what we are now. It's just if we can get other people to make the content for us, that is ideal. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best applications we had for that, which we couldn't actually, ex like, we couldn't let them win because the race was really expensive. Uh, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see if I remember this right, Stuart, but didn't he want to run an ultra somewhere where he threw an engagement ring into the sea. Like he broke up with his fiance and then threw yes. the engagement ring into the sea. And he, he told us this really long story about this and how he wanted to run this race that ended where he threw his engagement ring into the sea. And I was like, what? And, he, and then he's married somebody else now. <laughs> yeah. It was like across Cornwall or across Dorset from like south to north coast, something like that. But it was about 270 quid. We're, like, We're not paying 270 quid. It's a great story, but we ain't giving you that much money. No. Yeah, and also, like, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what your wife thinks about that. If you're like, oh, I really want to run this race where I symbolically end where, where my fiancé <laughs> threw the, our engagement ring into the sea. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> 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 I was going to actually talk about the, the fact that you have got the, um, well, the affiliated, uh, well, sponsorship and stuff like that. How did you go about getting that? Because I'd love to have a sponsor. <laughs> uh, we were incredibly lucky. We, we, we just kind of banged on about tea anyway, because we both drink tea. We were all, both always drinking it during the episode. And eventually we were just like, oh, what are you drinking? Why am I drinking? Um, and there was this one particular um, company called Bird and Blend. This is a great way to get a link in for us here. Um, yeah. And we talked about them so much. Uh, Can other we get a cut would... of this, though? 
Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, um, <cool>. We <laughs> we banged on about it so much. Other people would then go to the shops in, online and they always say, you know, where'd you hear about us? And they put in the name of our podcast. And I think we may have tweeted them once or twice as well. And then at some point they just decided to put in an affiliate scheme. And we were one of the people they contacted to ask if we wanted to take part in it. So they came oh, to us. Awesome. We were incredibly lucky like that. But the thing is, it's something that we do like. It wasn't, you know, yeah, we've yeah. just like, you know, we haven't, someone's just, we, we're not selling VPNs or mattresses that we've never seen before. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something yeah. that we actually care about. And, you know, if other people had ever approached us, I think at some point, some kind of coffee or caffeine tablet thing did email us and i just i didn't even reply because i thought well we're never ever going to use those it just sounds like absolute bollocks and there's loads of like um oh, was it like the um uh, uh, cbd oil and things like that that yeah that's a really common one as well now that um gets advertised on instagram and stuff and you know if someone like that had ever asked it would have been a no but this is just something that we talked about anyway it's something we liked and it just made sense for us. Yeah. And I am I'm very honest about the teas. Like I did say the other day, one smell of cat piss, but it tasted fine. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I I'm not kissing their ass or anything, you know. So Oh see, it's affiliate links, so you know, if people unless people click on it, we ain't getting paid. So it's not as if they're just paying yeah. us money and telling us to to say things. It's we have to convince people to go and buy it if they want it. So yeah, it's, you yeah. know, it's a good deal for them because they don't have to do anything. And, you know, it, it puts the work on us. Uh, but we do it because we like it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because I, I think that way as well. Because if we were to ever have like something like that, then, yeah, it would have to be something that we're all interested in. Or at least one of us on the podcast would interested in. But, you know, for the most part, you know, when you've got three people to consider, you know, <laughs> it's different. But yeah, it's, and, when I listen yeah. to... I hate listening to podcasts and they start doing an advert for like, I've listened to one and uh, people from a TV show and they start talking about like an online recruitment company. And I'm like, guys, mm. you are never going to like, okay, you're doing a good job of making the advert funny, but you have not used this. You will never use this. You do not give a shit about recruitment online. Yeah. It just it feels like a real sellout. Yeah. And, and Bird and Blend as, as a company are, are really nice as well. And this is not me selling them, <laughs> selling this up to anyone or anything like that. But, um, yeah. There was uh, a race near us, like a backyard ultra sort of mm. um, circular route race where you just do lots of laps, basically, as many laps as you can within a certain amount of time. Um, and uh, they were asking about like um, catering and stuff like that. And I think it was you, Stuart, who got in touch with Bird and Blend and they sent a load of samples, like tea samples over so they could have the tea for the race, which I thought was yeah, really, this, really good. This little race yeah. company were really worried that they would have to put their prices up by a pound to mm. cover the tea and coffee. And they, they were really worried about that, which was kind of really sweet. And so I yeah. said, right, I'll sort some tea out for you because we've got a contact. And they, yeah, they sent over like 500 bags of tea. And it's quite oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 So you don't, you don't mind, like you, you feel honest when you're saying like, oh, this is a really good company. The tea's, the tea is genuinely really good. And they seem like a really nice company then you don't feel like you're lying or anything you know yeah yeah exactly exactly so that is yeah that's definitely the the thing to keep in the back of your mind isn't it yeah we so, also yeah. have a, a patreon which we we are constantly surprised people keep signing up for the problem is now <laughs> what we've 
somehow we've got into the habit now of singing everyone's names to the tune of a song. I did hear but that, yes. Unfortunately now, we're genuinely trying to put people off and trying to get people to cancel their subscriptions because we've got too many and it takes too long and it's really, really hard to do. To have a list of randomly assorted names to fit them to the lyrics of a song or you're singing in like a karaoke mode in like YouTube or saying it's fucking hard work man yeah that takes the longest thing each week yeah. and if your name if your name is hard to pronounce I'm not pronouncing it right so <laughs> your name will be pronounced differently every single week you know yeah, so definitely be careful what you wish for when you you know you go looking for money on on a podcast yeah yeah, yeah. if it means more work then maybe not <laughs> <laughs> the dollar signs are shrinking in my eyes <laughs> or pound sign should i say yeah <laughs> so yeah it's just gonna sort of moving on to about the the running community i mean i i run solo um myself but i, I do see that the people running out in, in the packs and then just like listening to to your show and also um the other one with the two famous comedians i, I won't let them overshadow yours and obviously talking codswallop as well hey yes and talking codswallop um it's <laughs> that you get get a bit of an insight into the the various running communities so um i was just gonna ask you what do you enjoy the most about the the running community as as a whole i think we're both letting each other go first aren't we <laughs> yeah are you involved in the running community at all <laughs> are you aware of its uh, existence no, no, I just, yeah, just got my blinkers on. No, I, I will yeah. say like that when when I'm mostly come into contact with the running community, if you could call it that, is when I'm at races and ultras and stuff. And I guess it's, cause that, it's because it's that environment anyway, but it's just like how supportive people are and very generous with their time. I think people who are, a lot of people who are into running are also into like, you know, seeing other people succeed and encouraging people and things like that. So you often find at races, volunteers, at aid stations, at ultras and things like that. And they're just like incredibly supportive and they're excited to be there. Uh, And it's really lovely. Like, you know, when I did my my last ultra, as soon as you get to an aid station, they're like, oh, let let me help you. Let me take your water and refill it for you. And most of them are runners, not all of them, but most of them are are runners themselves, hence why they're, they're getting involved. So I think... I think that um, people are, are very ge- tend to be very generous with their time in that yeah. respect and very supportive of others, which I think is is uh, is yeah is really nice. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah, people who go out and support like marathons for the whole day. Thank God mm. there are those people because I don't think I could hack it for that long because it's a hard yeah. job. It, uh, I would rather run for four hours than stand still for four hours. Um, so I'm trying to do a lot more supporting now. I'm trying to get into it more. Um, to help with my club because uh, I've done a lot with them so we're, ch- we're doing a lot of, we're tr- really trying to attract people that if they're not running a race you know a big thing is we're saying at the moment if you're not running you're cheering and so we're trying to get people along because it really makes such a difference to get so many people along and then it helps them kind of build confidence and get to know people because we we get so many new people in our club every week that mm. come along um, and just trying to get them to do extra things there because you can see they're you know obviously you're not quite sure they've joined this club as a bit of a one-off maybe and they oh well you can see they think well i'll i'll have a go and i'll go along to this thing and see what happens and then they come every week and then you get to know them really well and you see them progress and you know that has been fantastic i've been kind of doing this for quite a number of years now in our club but we've really had a big explosion 
of people recently and like people just coming along to stuff and supporting uh, even if they've got no interest in that distance they don't necessarily really know anyone that's running but they know the people in the club so they know the t-shirt and they'll come along and just support and that has been really really good mm. i think i think the other thing to say as well i was just thinking of you saying that Stuart, is that a, a nice thing about the running community is that it can be quite easy to make friends as well so often as an adult mm. it, it can be difficult to make friends can't it? you sort of have your yeah. work colleagues and you have your partner and your family and then it's it's sort of especially if you don't have hobbies that are social if you're more creative or whatever you might be doing so so I actually joined a running club when I was doing my my PhD and I was spending basically seven days a week in front of my computer, not really interacting with, with anyone else. You know, I'd, I'd been living in Cardiff for a few years, but I'd been studying, so I hadn't really made many friends. And then after a few sort of months of being at this run club, I was meeting, I, I was getting on with people to the point where like I was then going out for coffee with them, with runs with just them. And the nature of running, like I said, I talk a lot, but you do tend to talk a lot. If you're doing longer races, you'll often dis- discuss your bowel movements at some point. <laughs> you know, there's that, <laughs> you know, there's that sense of like a shared experience as well. So you can, you find that often you can make friends quite quickly. And I guess that's why I don't really do the big, uh like run club social stuff anymore because i i feel like i've made enough running friends that i just go out with individuals now you know i've, I've i have like quite a nice group of friends now who i mostly met through running because you start with that shared interest and then it sort of yeah. builds out so i think that's the other nice thing about the running community and the nature of the sport and the activity itself is that it can be quite an easy way to make friends as an adult yeah i flirted with the idea of joining the the local um running club I just yeah. I think it depends on the run club as well though. Like if the run club's like super super competitive and you know, <laughs> if it's better, I think the the clubs that are a bit like the club that me and Stuart are in like that are a bit more the social aspect is uh, sort of emphasised a bit more because some run clubs are super elite and competitive yeah. and, and not as friendly. I feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the ones that are likely to uh, go for a run and then run to the pub after is that the case or? <laughs> <laughs> I, there, there is a, an Instagram account I was following. It's called the, the the Fishtown Runners, and basically, you they were posting what appeared to be the end of their run when they were in some local bar, all drinking a beer, all dressed in their lycra. So no. you weren't quite sure whether they were actually running or not, or whether they were, you know. Yeah, it's quite a lot of bars and microbreweries have their own run clubs now. That's yeah. that's fairly common. Even like cafes and things will have their own kind of social running groups. Wow. That's, that's fairly common. Yeah. Because that's what it's more about. I mean, quite often we would go out and do our like standard Monday, say half hour run. And then there'd be, we'd spend an hour in the cafe. Yeah. Or okay. quite, we've done before, we you know, we had 35 people out on a run and then we had 45 people in for pizza straight afterwards. I'm like, where did all these extra people come from? <laughs> you went on the run. But that's that's more important. That's what people are going for. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what people are staying for. Yeah. I, I would say if, 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 you're, if you're into running or, or you're looking to get into running, but you're also at the same time wanting to expand your social circle and make friends and stuff, I think it's a really good activity for, for making friends, for sure. Hmm. Sounds good. And, and a bit, you know, and, and the volunteers, you know, because events could not take place. Um, without the volunteers because was it was it you guys were saying about the the paid staff being absolute rubbish yeah sometimes yeah sometimes big races will kind of have to employ volunteers or you know have to pay marshals and you Which know is like obviously madness. and they don't give a shit yeah yeah, yeah yeah and that's like mad to me yeah so so the the crazy thing about 
the the volunteers like being paid well it's not really volunteering if you're paid it's sort of it's marshalling isn't it you know i i've volunteered for a few of the like the big city marathons like uh, half marathons like cardiff half and the great thing about that is the free stuff you know you know and cheering people on it it kind of ruins the community aspect when when people are getting paid for it so because you're absolutely right with with volunteers they know what the runners what most runners need with an eye yeah. of, of keeping the crowd in check, you know, making sure that someone doesn't just decide that actually now is the perfect time to cross the road when, when the pack are coming through. Um, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially, Whereas, especially at like ultras, like when they're, when they're taking your, your water bottle and like sorting it out for you, you know, like I yeah. don't want to have just ran like 30 miles. I don't want to be putting my tailwind into my water bottle and shaking it and trying to fill it and stuff like that. The fact that they know just to grab that and to sort that out for you is, is yeah. really nice. And of course we don't say that volunteers have to do that. It's nice that they're doing that and they know that that's yeah. what runners will want. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the, the paid people nine times out of 10, they, they could be doing a football match. They could do in a car park today. They just mm. happen to be doing a run so all they're interested in is making sure that you know the the crowd are keeping out the way but they're not really there as you say to support the runner and give them that extra power up yeah uh, so obviously with the positive i think we now need to touch on the negative so with all that positivity <laughs> you know really what frustrates you about the running community what about the running community is bullshit it's like the modus operandi of the podcast isn't it andy also can you move back towards your microphone please as well sorry thank you sorry (laughs) no worries it's just he's got a tendency to wander off (laughs) (laughs) and i heard that in fact they just wandered off so see she's got she can call me to heal isn't that good (laughs) yeah i i did send him a message earlier but i don't think he actually saw it saying move closer to your microphone again please (laughs) but you didn't see it because for once in my life i'm trying to be professional and i'm not sort of looking at google news Oh, look, we can hear you now. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, but um, yes, I could hear him slowly getting further and further away. <laughs> well, being very aware, uh, talking of someone who has a podcast about running, but I think one of the big things is like, everyone's got a fucking opinion, haven't they? And just like people <laughs> give a shit so much and argue about things and go back and forth and take it so seriously. Yeah. And like you're if you're running in the middle of a pack in a park run every week, like no one cares. I've seen I have seen that is this kind of going around a little bit more recently on some of the kind of the few runners I follow on Instagram, because I don't really follow people I don't know that are big runners on Instagram. But one of them especially does a big thing about no one cares. Like it's your thing, you're doing it, you care about it, that's great. No one else cares as much about it as you do. Yeah. And so you just need to chill out a little bit and actually try and enjoy it. You don't need to take it seriously. I mean, if you're pushing to get into whatever squad you want to get into and you're pushing yourself hard, okay, that's one thing. But if you're not, if you're just a normal runner, just just chill out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I would say in a similar vein, it's those runners on Instagram that every time they go out for a run, they have to create some post with some long, like literally paragraphs captioned like some cheesy inspirational shit about their training run, like their three mile training run or whatever. <laughs> Every single time, it's just like have a day off, have a day off, <laughs> or just put like, so, 
like I post like a lot on Instagram. I, I like so part of why I like running is I like taking pictures on my run. I like taking pictures and I post on my Instagram. And half the time I just post an emoji underneath it. Like I'm not often <laughs> posting that much. It's it's just like paragraphs every time. It's like what can there be to talk about of you running the same route every day? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> One mile fast, uh, 400 meters slow, then six minutes at this pace, then three minutes at that mm. pace, then a rest, and then I and it's like oh come on, it doesn't. And then underneath all that, it's like this was really tough when i was 10 years old in pe i had a really cool magic and it's like shut up jeez <laughs> it's also the ones that that do that is it oh i need to hold myself accountable and like no you don't you don't need to hold yourself accountable to anyone because everyone else doesn't care it doesn't matter to anyone and you're not looking through strive and like well amy hasn't run in the last two days has she fucking hell you know, no one gives a shit. Come on. And if they do, they don't matter. No. Accountability is just such a strange one for me because I don't understand. Like, you you are not holding yourself accountable to anyone because no one else is that invested in you. And if it's that awful, if you're really struggling, like, do something else. Nah, you don't have to run. No one's making you run. Like, it's okay. Like, you go do something else instead. Go to the gym or something. It's fine. Yeah, or go for a lovely walk or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Strava is. It, I wish I'd never subscribed to it, but like Facebook, oh. it, it's something I now feel that I can't untangle myself from because I, I fear that the world will collapse if I do. So I, I, I keep feeding the beast and I don't want to. I, I literally just use it to track my mileage. That's yeah. it. I, I saw that, you know, when they do the stats at the end of the year and they give you that rundown, kind of like Spotify unwrapped, but for Strava. And it said something like I'd receive, so kudos for those who don't know, like you can, it's kind of like a like button on, on Facebook and people can leave like a like on your workout, on your on your run, your cycle, or whatever, and it's called kudos. Um and I had received, I think, about a thousand kudos, and I'd given, so I'd liked other people's post twice over the year because I don't, I don't use it. I don't use it. <laughs> yeah, I just track stuff, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just make sure that because I, I've set myself a nice little routine where I want to increase for three weeks and then drop for a week. So I just literally go on for the, the progress and see, okay, how many more kilometers do I need to do this week? And do I need to drop or increase? And that's all I really use it for. And then sometimes I feel guilty and I will go through and just hit like on everything that's in my news feed um, just to satisfy all those people who have liked my post um, in case they have, you know, and I don't want to offend them because I'm English. There's, um, I think it's a, there's a Twitter account called Strava Wankers and it's just these people that use Strava for everything and are really like finicky about it. And I remember a post on there was a screenshot that somebody who tracked a workout and it was called a uh, fire alarm. And basically they tracked themselves evacuating a building for a fire alarm. And that was it. <laughs> and that, that was it. There was like a few meters or something. And they were like, oh, fire alarm. You, like, you don't have to track everything. You don't have to track your, your walk to the shops or whatever. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I tracked my walk to the shops earlier. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, you, you track all your walks. There's an option on there to hide it from the feed. So no one else even has to look at it. So I'll do that. I'm a good but Strava person. Why does it matter? Like but why why are you tracking or every time you move? Like why? Because I like tracking things. I like statistics. Because <laughs> that graph is not going to be correct unless absolutely exactly. every meter is covered. I like things to be monitored. I like yeah. that. Because you need to find that window where you are the most active. So when you're in that lead up to a big event, you know which windows you need to be careful 
on moving because that is when you're doing you've got the biggest risk of injury during that three hour period yeah, and you'll yeah, walk to the shop I don't take it that seriously <laughs> I just like to know the number at the end of the year that's all <laughs> that's <it>. <laughs> well that's one thing I've had to stop doing I've had to stop looking at what my average pace is because I, I need to stop caring that that yeah average pace doesn't mean anything yeah because the further yeah. you go the slower you're going to run of course but then occasionally you might run fast but you know your average pace over and your average pace over anything other than a single run is just nonsense. That's it. You know, especially in the summer when it's hotter, so you've got to yeah, run course, a yeah. lot slower. <laughs> yeah. It took yeah, ages to beat that out of me, and that's that's probably one thing. Uh, if I'd give advice to any runner, is don't chase the numbers. Yeah, I quite <laughs> like now. We I quite often go and do like a trail run or something, and I'll you know we get two hours in and we've done like a really kind of shit distance and a shit pace. But I, I can just laugh at that now. I'm like, it's taken us two hours to do six k, and I just it's just funny. I don't care. It doesn't. I'm not worried about it. It's because taken that long because it's taken that long. I've had a good time. It doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. So. I was going to say, I think, you know, this is sort of a good place to sort of start wrapping up the episode. Um, but before we do, what's uh, what's your like social media and uh, things to sort of promote and whatnot, like Patreon and your, I think you've got a website as well, haven't you? Yes. So it it is everywhere, it's, you know, usual podcast thing. It's called Running is BS. The reason for that is we wanted to call it Running is Bullshit, but Apple don't let you have swear words in titles, Insert, which we didn't yeah, realise. Yeah. yeah, oh, we had we a didn't... whole thing. What was her name? Bobby or Bobby. something at yeah, Apple? We had Apple. back and forth with Bobby from Apple. I'm sure it was just a bot, but Bobby was not having any of the things we wanted to call it. So, no. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we had enough. to settle on BS. So, running is BS anyway, and that's the same on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. That sounds good. And, um, yeah, so that and that's also your website name as well, isn't it? So. Uh, yep, yeah, running is BS.com. Yes. Sounds very good. And um, yeah, I'm, again, I'm toying with the idea of getting a website, but I don't know if I've got the patience to monitor it. So <laughs> I'm yeah. so lazy. I can yeah, be uh, well, lazy at times. <laughs> yeah, well, at this stage, like, what are you, 260-odd episodes in? Yeah, that's the right time to do it. I mean, yeah. we did it. We, I think we got our Instagram like 70 episodes in. We got our website like 50 episodes in. We, we did it all the completely the wrong way around. But, yeah. You know, so what? It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I just think to myself well what do you put on it you know it's like well, I'll, I'll figure it out if it's going to happen it will happen one of the main reasons we got Instagram I think specifically because we had a guest coming on who we'd only contacted through Instagram and she had a shed load of followers we thought right we need an Instagram so she can share it we can get all the all the follows I had a great conversation with a really good interview she didn't share it oh no <laughs> didn't acknowledge it no Ooh. yeah that's frustrating when that happens what a oh that's harsh what a horrible person on that yeah. note if you you'd like to share this episode when it's released this oh, sunday no, not this sunday sorry the sunday after got a busy schedule so maybe we'll see where we can squeeze it in yeah. well you know <laughs> please no no definitely if you can you can if you can't you can't i guess but um yeah so well in that case then i think that we've been talking enough codswallop this week uh running codswallop so there we have it. Who knew that I would be getting into sports this week? <laughs> Mission completed. Mission completed, yeah. <laughs> so I am Gemma. I'm Andy. And you have been our wonderful guests, Stuart and Amy. Progress <laughs> <laughs> <Yay. laughs> <Yay. laughs> <laughs> wild. Yeah. yeah. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs>